0: This is the WBAI Evening News, presented by The Independent. I'm John Tarleton, the editorial editor. In- Tomorrow night in Cleveland, Donald Trump and Joe Biden square off in the first of their 3 presidential debates. And as the presidential race enters its final five weeks, there's barely any sign of it here in New York. After all, New York is a deep-blue state that recent Democratic presidential nominees have routinely won by 20 points or more. However, one group of New Yorkers is determined to make a difference by getting involved in a strategic way in some of the half-dozen or so swing states where victory in the Electoral College will likely be determined. The group is called Water for Grassroots. We have an article about their work in the newest year of the Independent that hit the streets today. And joining us this evening to talk more about this topic is Peter Hogan, co-founder of Water for Grassroots. Peter, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Thanks. Hi. Great to have you with us. Uh, so, you all are active in four key swing states at the moment, but before we delve into that, can you describe uh, what Water for Grassroots is and why it was started and what you all have previously done in other races? Yeah, sure. Um, well, like, uh, we, we came together in 2017 in the wake of the 2016 election, and um, there were a lot of groups forming trying to figure out how to deal with the Trump presidency, how to make sure he wasn't reelected, how to change the political terrain in the swing states. Um, Many of them, like um, Sister District or Swing Left, had a candidate focus on helping elect uh, progressive state legislative candidates or congressional candidates um, in the swing states. Um, And we take a kind of different starting point. We start from looking for progressive and left organizations that have been doing multi-issue organizing 12 months a year, and that use that kind of community base to play an especially effective role at election time. And they lead us to the right candidates. Um, We think in an election where who turns out, how many voters who are maybe not convinced that politics offers that much to change their lives, how many of those folks decide to come and vote out Trump, a community-based organization that's been working there, you know, month in and month out, is often in a much better position to engage with those folks than a candidate's campaign that just kind of shows up right before the election and tries to extract the vote and move on. And um, can you describe a, a couple of groups you all are working with this year and how you all sure, sure. are able to, to them? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Sure. Um, one, I should give this a exa- good example of our model kind of uh, – New Florida Majority, um, it um been around for a few years working uh, to build political power of marginalized communities in Florida, um, especially uh, black and brown communities and others also. Um, they played a really central role in passing the Florida referendum in 2018, restoring the right to vote to folks with a past felony conviction, which as written and as voters intended would uh, restore voting rights to 1.4 million people. Um, Since then, the uh, state legislature has been working to uh, undermine that, and that's still being fought out in the courts. Um, But we were working with them already on Amendment 4, what that referendum was called, and a month or two before the 2018 primary, they said, hey, would you all also support us uh, um, working for this guy who's running for governor, Andrew Gillum? He would have been the first black governor in Florida's history. He was running on a very progressive platform like Minimum starting salary, which is for teachers, was very low in Florida. We wanted to put it at 50000 and tax the rich to pay for it. Um, and Florida's racist standard ground laws and so on. Gillum, on this very progressive platform in a state that's just 15% black, he came within 30,000 votes, less than half a point of winning election in 2018. Um, and, um, you know, that's, we wouldn't have been working on that race if we hadn't had the relationship with the new Florida majority. It was the, heartbreaking that he lost by so close and encouraging for the potential of the state's future. Do um, you want me to mention another group? or that's, uh, uh, I guess uh, uh, yeah, the group you're working with in Pennsylvania, which is uh, only a, a few hours drive away for uh, people here in the New York area. Sure. Um, the main group we're working with there, Well, um, one thing I don't want to not mention with New Florida Majority is they're one of the top two voter registration organizations in the state by number of people registered. So they not only have a very kind of left point of view, but they know how to get the nitty-gritty work done. Uh, Likewise with Pennsylvania Stands Up, it's a new statewide network of nine chapters. um, Two of the groups that we'd worked with before, they helped form it. Pennsylvania Stands Up, were Reclaim Philadelphia, um, which came originally out of independent Bernie Sanders organizing in 2016, um, and Lancaster Stands Up and Lancaster County. Uh, There's also some indivisible chapters that came into it, and several other groups. Um, anyway, Pennsylvania stands up. Um, I mean, sorry, Reclaim. We've, we were actually a group we first worked with in 2017 when uh, Larry Krasner was running for district attorney on an incarceration program, uh, vowing to um, you know and, and move towards to ending cash bail and a bunch of other really basic reforms that in what was the most incarcerated big city um, in the U.S. Frank Rizzo's town um, started, they're making a huge difference. So we worked with them on voter registration and get out the vote in that effort. And then Lancaster stands up. Um, folks might have heard about the progressive populist Jess King, who ran in uh, Mennonite and Amish country in south-central Pennsylvania for Congress and made, made a you know, surprisingly strong challenge to an incumbent pro-Trump Republican um, it's a good example of the value of working with organizations because although Jess King did not win the race, she got, I think, 43 44% improved on Hillary Clinton's standing in that district by four or five points. Um, but in the course of that campaign, Lancaster Stands Up, which had only existed when it started in Lancaster City, they grew to have, like, satellite chapters in another... I think about 10 small cities and towns in Lancaster County, and the sister group in the next county, York, stands up and grew to over 1,000 dues-paying members um, through that campaign. So they're starting off with a much stronger organizing base because they were putting organization first, not the candidate first. Right, and as far as what's happening right now, five weeks out from the presidential election, what specifically is it that the volunteers uh Water for Grassroots are, are able to do to, to help these groups? Well, we've been doing a lot of phone banking and texting, and that has many different forms. If folks want to see the specifics, a good place to go is our uh, volunteer calendar on our website, Water for Grassroots. Use the numeral four or spell it out. doesn't matter. Waterforgrassroots.org slash calendar. Um, texting and phone calls for voter registration. And Pennsylvania has online voter registration, so that's promising. Um, and traditional kind of get-out-the-vote type phone calls and texting, um, and also what's called deep canvassing, where you're aiming for longer conversations that are more personal, more experience-based, a lot more listening than talking, and it's been shown by a research and practical experience to be especially effective in uh, moving folks. I should mention one thing we're doing is just starting up. Um, I think in general – A lot of folks would agree that the Biden campaign has been extremely cautious, um, slow-moving, not nimble and reactive, and there's been a really strong interest among New York progressive activists in um, deciding to do some in-person work in a way that would be COVID-safe. You know, and we're going to be starting to, um, through a partner group that's very similar to us, Feed the Vote that began in California Um, We're working with Working Families Party there to do um, visibility work around 17 early voting stations in Philadelphia to just promote the fact that starting Tuesday, you can not only go and vote on the spot, but if you're not registered, there's a three-week window where you can show up, register to vote, and vote right then all at once, get it done. Um, So we think that could make a big difference and increase the base for progressive politics in uh, Philadelphia for the future. Right and And uh, just so, you know people understand who maybe don't follow the presidential election super closely. I mean, the reason these swing states matter, and of course, the presidency is decided through the electoral college and and most states are certain to you know go you know either for Trump or Biden, but there's you know roughly a half dozen states where if there's a, a close election the the outcome will be determined by what happens in those states and in Pennsylvania. This year is really shaping up as perhaps the, the sort of decisive tipping point state that even a, a few thousand votes one way or the other in a in a close uh, contest can make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one advantage of working with groups that are going to still exist the day after the election—they have a long-term perspective—is um, that they take local races very seriously at the same time. So. Instead of just, you know, getting on the Biden campaign dialer, I mean, look, if somebody wants to do that, more power to them. But working with a community organizing group allows you to help beat Trump, build that organization's strength for the future, and also elect progressives and help defeat Republicans in other races. Like, there's a very good chance this year um, that progressive and left activists will be able to help flip the uh, currently Republican controlled state legislature in Pennsylvania, which would be huge in terms of the impact on redistricting and ability to elect more left wing candidates in the future. All right. Yeah. Um, they also, they was reclaim as, um, they've cool. also put a number of community activists, labor activists, uh, socialists into the Pennsylvania legislature. Um, folks might have heard of uh, Nikhil Saval, Rick Krajewski, Krzy- Summer Lee. Right, right. Been, been, they've been pushing the bounds of what's the boundary of, you know, political conversation and options in, in Pennsylvania pretty pretty fast um, over the last couple of years. All righty. Well, we'll have to leave it there for now. Uh, Peter Hogan is co-founder of Water for Grassroots. Thank you for joining us on the WDAI Evening News this evening.